podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the Anfield Drop in association with Reds Bet. It's Adam Elia, Andy Heaton, Kev Walsh and Adam Smith. I'm Melissa Reddy trying to fill the very big, very colourful, very glittery shoes of Neil Atkinson. So Huddersfield away, lads. Excellent results. Exceptionally poor performance. <laughs> and that's the end of the show then. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Liz, if I said before the match, I didn't think it was going to be the walk in the park that everyone suggested it would be. They, they're not a great team, but they were, they were at home. They were coming off the back of a, a break for them, effectively, because most of their players probably didn't play international football, whereas most of ours did. I thought it was we looked a little bit leggy, a little bit tired, but I think part of our game was probably based on the fact that having scored so early, do we need to chase this around because are they likely to score? And the answer was no in the end, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, that's a very decent summary from Kev, really. I think it was... I think the the thing at the moment is there seems to be a sort of a bit of a, a vogue of people trying to bury their head in the sand about some of our performances and kind of be like, well, we're joint, we're joint tops, so what does it matter? It, I mean, it matters a little bit because we we won the game not because of some sort of, you know, defensive masterclass, but because Huddersfield are shite. That's the be-all and end-all of it. They had numerous opportunities to score, probably should have, and a better team probably would have. So I think we we came away with a win more by virtue of them not being very good than because of anything that we did, particularly planning-wise. And I think moving forward, we looked like a team that hadn't played together very often because it was a team that hadn't played together very often. So. Uh, we're top of the league. What are you worried about? <laughs> no, I, mean, look, I, t- I take that. And, but I also think there's loads of mitigation and it, it's kind of like this narrative. Look, I, I, how many people have said last week we've scored more goals at this point now with this season than we had last season. We've conceded, I think, nine less. Mm. Um, you know, we didn't start last season on fire. We did, it, it kind of grew. It, it was kind of November, December before we started swatting teams aside and hitting that rhythm. And the other side of it, I mean... International breaks we've gone through. I think in his first two seasons, we, we we hardly ever won off the back of an international break. And now we've won three of the last four and three of them have been away. Have to come back from an international break. And then you look you look at the sides as well. You've got Sturridge starting, Shakiri starting, Lalana's first start and God knows how long. You know, and we don't... I, I think as well what you've noticed over the past couple of games is how much you missed that option of Trent. I'm not saying Joe Gomez isn't bad at right back. I think he's, he's, he's a solid right back. But do you think you lose so much more? If you look up towards last year when we were playing really well, how many of those moves started with with, with Trent picking up the ball in midfield and carrying it or sliding in? He just got that finesse of pass that the Gomez, Gomez hasn't at this minute. Um, that, I mean, that being said, then you can say, you know, Huddersfield had a couple of half chances and that's that's what they were. Um, all this nailed on penalty for Milner. Don't buy that. It hits his thigh and then hits his yeah, hands. It's, so it's not a deliberate movement. I thought it was a penalty, to be fair. His yeah. hand moves down to the ball and he's misjudged it with but his legs it, up. It hits his face. But even regardless of that, they'd have got that penalty. I'm convinced that we'd have had another level to go up. Oh, now, yeah. Because the... they were passing out from the back and we weren't even pressing them. So if we, if on our top game, if we, if, if a team are playing as poor as them are playing out from the back, we could destroy them. But we weren't even making a move from midfield to do that. I said, I just thought it felt like, a, yeah, we've got it was the arms people like, to conserve our legs. It was legs for a, a different I, period of the game. I think we've kind of felt a bit like that. Um, for a few matches now, the concern and and I suppose that, that through the passage of time will show which one it is. But there's the the, the 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 positive way of looking at it is, as you say, Kev, that we we have got a few more gears that we could have gone up there, which I think you know is is maybe the case. But the worry is that I feel like we were dragged down to Huddersfield level a bit there. Um, it felt a little bit like when we've had. Um, sort of slightly second string teams playing in FA Cup games against you know championship sides and we've ended up in a dogfight which has been and I think that wasn't the case up until we scored I think we were good pretty good ish uh, you know it looked like the team that we put out putting in an okay performance up until we scored and then after we scored I just thought we were like really poor I did think we were really poor um, uh, I, I think you know when Alton comes on second half and we look a bit better but yeah, um, the, the the concern is is I guess that that we have we have done enough there. But um, if if Huddersfield had been slightly better, then it probably would have been one one. Mm. Kev, the interesting thing for me was post match, Jurgen was asked about the result and and the performance and whether he was angry because he was very visibly frustrated. Probably the most frustrated I've actually seen him on the touchline um, as Liverpool manager. And he said, excellent result. He's not angry, but Liverpool should expect of themselves 
to be putting in better performances. That That's what he wants to see. So he was able to, you know, divorce the result from the performance. And you can be happy with, with one and with not one happy and, and not happy with the other, which is perfectly normal. If the manager expected more from his side, surely the supporters are, are well within their rights to have expected more in terms of the performance. Yeah, of course. And that, I think most supporters do. But I think if you listen, I think in previous seasons, we've slowly started slowly. And then towards the end of the season, we've had some other poor results from last year. Towards the end of the season, obviously with the European Cup final coming in, we had a drop off in the league, which is to be expected. But I just, I just felt like this one was, it just felt like a more mature performance. Listen, it wasn't great. It, and no, I'm not, I'm not saying I'd like to watch that every week because it wasn't. But by the same token, it felt like it, the problem for us could have been fixed by saying to the midfield three, right, start the press with the front three now, because the front three weren't killing themselves to get there. But that was because the, the midfield three didn't come up behind them. So once that doesn't happen, our game is, it's basically totally changed, isn't it? So then it becomes a case of well, they had a lot more possession second half, but I noticed all of their possession was from full-back to full-back via the centre-half and goalkeeper. One nil up, you can play that all day because you're not really scared of them attacking you because they've scored four goals all season. Now, listen, Klopp said he wasn't happy with the performance, so they, I think that says it all, really. But by the same token, as long as you get that one nil win, how many times have we been to places like Huddersfield? Well, in fact, I've seen a stat the other day. I think he'd only won three of 16 games against mm. the bottom of three. Something like that, which is an astounding record. When you consider how well we've been playing, so to get the results, to get and the even results in the past, foremost, under it? under previous managers, it's, you know it would be like the Wigan one each, wouldn't it? Like, under Rafa, you it know, would have, it would have been a penalty given like away that. by Lucas. <laughs> that, that yeah, was always yeah, that type of thing, yeah. wouldn't it? I think the other the other side of it is is you know the, 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 I think I'm not saying people got onto the way that Klopp set his team up to play, but I think by the, the variation maybe do may do as well in the long run, in so much as the you know clubs then second guess what you're going to do. You're not this mad, frenetic, counter-pressing, going to push it all over. And then you can set up to maybe play the ball over the top. I'm not saying that wouldn't work all the time. I'm not saying Liverpool are the best, wouldn't absolutely obliterate Huddersfield. But if you've got an opportunity to try something different, why not try it against a team where you think you can afford to do it as opposed to trying experiments in, I don't know, maybe the derby or something like that. Yeah. I think a lot of this fear, and it's, again, and I take Adam's point earlier, but this kind of lurching negativity around it, I think that's that's the past scarring us a little bit. I think someone said over the weekend that it it's it's the ghost of two thousand two two thousand three where we started really well up to October. I think we got beat by Middlesbrough away, but everyone was saying around then, oh, when we click, it's going to be great. But we didn't click. Yeah, we didn't click. Now Everton's pointing towards that we will click, and it's just you know our best players having it form. Uh, as I said, we had loads and loads of changes, and I, I just think it's something as simple as battering Cardiff for the weekend. And then everyone goes, ah. I think that's the difference. We're waiting for it to click. But in previous times, or in previous teams especially, we were waiting for it to click with players who'd ne we'd never seen click before. Yeah. We've seen this team absolutely destroy some of the best teams in, in Europe. We've seen them absolutely obliterate Man City, haven't we? So we know they've got it in the legs. So it's, it's, I think it's slightly different to that because waiting for a team that's never done it before, you're hoping it's going to happen. Whereas it feels very much inevitable that soon enough we're going to get someone. And, and as you say, Cardiff, it wouldn't surprise me if it was another 1 0 win, no, because Warnock is, he, he takes great delight in, do, in doing us down, doesn't he? And that for him would be like a victory. So he'd, he'd take a 1 0 now, wouldn't he? I'd, I'd 100%, but I'll be honest, so would I. Do you know what I mean? Get, yeah. Just get out and let it not be something daft. And I said it the other day, our best performance you might find doesn't come against someone who you're, you're expected to a Huddersfield or a Cardiff. You might find it comes against an Everton or a Man United. We've well, done a PSG this year. P yeah, and, exactly. PSG. And I thought we played very well against Spurs as well. I, mean, I know we didn't actually click and put the ball in the back of the net, but in terms of the overall play of the team, I thought that was probably our best performance of the season so far was Spurs away. Yeah. We, we have raised and lowered our, our performance, I think, depending on who we played, because mm. I thought we were good Man City at home. I thought we were pretty good Chelsea away as well. So And then, you know, not, not as good, but the results have been there. So we... As I say, it's it, you, you. You maybe can't you can't judge it yet. It's mm. it's it, it. We it, at time time will tell. I think what something Andy said there was was right about uh, this is you know that this is the time to to sort of to, to try these things because we are going to maybe need to 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 look at different teams. You might be forced into looking at different teams, and I think that's the thing where we all. I, I'm talking to myself here. We have to be a bit grown up about <laughs> the changes that happen because I mean I I wasn't very grown up about the um <laughs> about the kind of the Lovren Gomez situation and you know it was like I had, had a face on for the whole first half about that because I loved the Gomez Virgil Allison axis, but 
it's good to it's good to see it. It's good it, it's good at least that 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 you know that that's there and it's ready. And whether that becomes the first or the second, even even if Lovell and Lovell and Virgil become the first choice partnership again, we know Lovell's got his fitness issues. So you know you've tried that out, and then there's the, the Gomez ready to slot back in if need be. I, I love this idea of you looking in the mirror talking to you, having a words with yourself. Uh, that's well, that's that's my life. Don't worry, Lovell's not that bad. Yes, he is. <laughs> no, he's not. It's a fudge, Adam. It's a fudge. <laughs> Never mind, Adam. <laughs> I think looking at this weekend and, you know, we spoke about the result being separate and, and the performance being separate. So I think it's only fair that we analyse both uh, differently. The results, so Liverpool have matched their best ever Premier League total after nine games with 23 and they've now set a new defensive benchmark. After nine games, they've never conceded uh, three goals or less, which is... You know, a statement from when you think one year ago today was that match at Wembley, the humiliation uh, against Tottenham. So result-wise, you know, when people are saying, don't worry, Liverpool are joined top of the league and actually only not in top spot by virtue of, of Man City being a formidable beast as everyone expected them to be. Adam, there are lots of reasons to be happy. There are lots of reasons to be happy. I think probably... Um, City's goal difference and and you know and results do, uh, uh, again as they did last season putting and you know forcing a bit of a negative slant on it. Um, but uh, that uh, as as you say, it's uh, it's it's exactly what you would have what 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 you would have um, if you were to do a prescription of what we kind of needed for the start of this season. This is it. You know, mm. we 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 wanted to um, to 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 have. Uh, you know, it was the, the kind of late, late return for a lot of players. We thought we'd probably have to grind out some results. We've had a really tricky start, and you, you probably thought we will start to blossom into some, into some sort of better life and better form, and we'll start to see what the new signings look like after this period, sort of starting as in, you know, now as uh, at the Huddersfield game. So, if we have to, uh, if, if, if we've, we've kind of, what we needed to do was keep pace with Man City and then start playing well. But to keep pace with Man City, you have to win every game. So it's it's mad, but that's and that is what we've done. We've we we have kept pace with Man City without without yet playing well, um, and it's it's that and, and and because this is what we were talking about before the season started. You basically need to win every game, and then in March when City wobble, we start playing well, yeah. which is mad. But it's uh, that that's that's the pressure that that we've um, that that we that we have to live with. Um, so I I think there's huge reasons to be positive. I'm just not particularly feeling it that much. I, I, I wasn't feeling it at all during that that game because I felt like I, I, it, it, there had already been a few wobbles in games before, and uh, it wasn't it, it it wasn't as a it wasn't as good as as, as we were maybe hoping it was going to be. But, well, yeah, it, 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 go on, sorry. No, no, I'm finished, Andy. I, just, I can't see it over this thing, so I can't. I, I'm kind of hid behind the screen here. <laughs> we were talking. We said this about goal. It's funny you mentioned goal difference because we were talking about this on Saturday. I mean, I think you've yeah. just got to forget goal difference. Mm. Um, I, I think you've got to totally ignore it. I mean, I don't. I mean, we all remember the last time we lost the league on goal difference. But I mean, fucking hell, that's the thing. To lose the league on goal difference is it's unheard of. It's, yeah, it's unlikely. And if it happens to you, it's another time when Liverpool have lost the league to an unbelievable team. So every other the last few title challenges we've had, like even when we were in eighty six points, we're normally that that win you the league like nine times out of ten. The one time it doesn't is when we've got there. So we've got to get that sort of mentality out of our head. I heard someone on Radio City talk this morning saying that. City have effectively got a, a point extra goal, a point extra because of their goal difference, which is not true. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's you only also have to put into context the the games. Exactly, the respective they, they teams played the dog and duck every week, and we've had to play Real Madrid every single game. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's just because it's hard. Old Real Madrid, not the season's Real Madrid. They played Real Madrid every week. Disheartening. Uh, look at look, uh, when when you hear City City are falling up or something. It's like it just it just it can't you can't help but feel a little bit deflated by it. Sorry, Kevin. No, not that you can't. But by the same token, they've got to have. Eventually, they're going to have to play someone decent, aren't they? But they'll have the the momentum going be, going with them when they do that. Fair enough. But by the same token, if you're going to win the league, you've got to deal with the pressure of oh my god, look at what they're doing because they're going to be going. 
we won five nil again, but Liverpool have ground out another well, one nil. That, that, that's just it. If you're if you looking for positives, I mean, that's just it. If, if you're Man City and you're looking in your rearview mirror, you think, yeah, five nil, five nil, and they're still there, and they're still there, exactly. Still yeah. there, still you, there, you can be said, five nil, but unless we unless we get the exact same points total as them, goal exactly. difference is absolutely and, it doesn't matter. And you go back to the defense. I think I, I read somewhere it might probably Jed's here to see we've conceded less goals at, at the stage of this season than we did the, the whole the season. We only conceded sixteen all season. Yeah. We conceded yeah, more. Yeah. At, at, at this point, and one of them goals was the was obviously the obviously the the, the Leicester one. Yeah. This resilience, I, look, I'm not trying to say everything's great and one thing and the other, but the resilience. If, if you have two or three games where you look defensively solid, you go, oh maybe because we've seen that before and all falls to bits. But I think the sample's already big enough. You can it's see, over a year actually. If if we're being we haven't honest, conceded the goal yeah. at Anfield in the league since February. Mm. It's also, I think, the difference between mentality and reality isn't it when you're talking about that five, like the five nil of city as as supporters you go oh god they've won again they're being amazing blah 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 but the reality is we're on the same point system and the other reality is that they dropped their points to wolves and we dropped ours to chelsea yeah. so in terms of which team might be looking and going well i, I feel a bit more confident here it, it should really be liverpool yes man city might be smashing the goals in but uh, you know as you say that the, the chances uh, look city have done it before obviously uh in a very very famous manner but the chances of us finishing on exactly the same points as them on and and goal difference being the the difference you know is 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 slim and also we haven't yet clicked city have city will go through a period because they did last season as well where they struggle a little bit where they aren't hitting the goals and they are winning one nil because that's what champions do they win games one nil when they don't deserve to so we'll have that moment where we're beating teams 5-0 and then let's see where the goal difference is. Well, don't forget, I mean, City have already dropped points to, to Wolves away in 2-2. You know, they have proven they're vulnerable. We need, think, to, we need to want to have a goal with them at home. The way Leon no, no. beat them, we yeah. need to want to get mm. a, a performance at, at City where it says, yeah, they can be got it. Because Leon have done it in the Champions League, so all the Champions League teams will do that. In the Premier League, teams are not doing it. But I think we're already getting to the point now where teams coming to Anfield and they're going, there's not even any point in signing. Let's just, let's just keep it tight. We'll get beat two or three and we'll go on. We'll accept that. And the, the, the other side of it is, and I don't think it, it's been pointed out, so maybe it's been fanciful. This time last year, City's already won the league. Mm. Mm. So, you know, when they're smashing teams three and four, every week, teams were literally just giving up. And they had no one takes them. And even though like the takes and pack were like, well, really, we just already, you're looking at trying to finish top four and no one has any real aspirations of catching them. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, it's not just, and it's not just us. Chelsea, Chelsea within a couple of points. Tottenham will still be looking as well. Tottenham is still there and thereabouts. You know, Arsenal, Arsenal are in good form. So there's a lot more pressure on City this year. There's a lot more. Um, and, and it, look, I don't, I don't, it's all very well and good to beat Burnley 5 0. But, you know, and, and it sounds cherished to say, but I watched that game. They, City could have been down to ten men within the first five minutes, you know, and it, it, you know, it's apples and oranges, one thing and the other. But I think Kevin, you're exactly right. It's about teams having a go and being prepared to go instead of going there and go, oh well, you know, we'll go there and it'll take a one 0 two 0 defeat. And I haven't gone in with the attitude of, well, if you get away with anything. Whereas I think if you go with the attitude of, look, we'll have a go and risk losing five 0 because you know what, a point's a point. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we've spoken about the results. We've gained lots of positivity from the position Liverpool are in. But Adam, in terms of the performance, I think a good point was made earlier. That game was played on Huddersfield's terms and we've spoken about mitigating factors. The fact that Huddersfield practically had the international break to prepare for it while Liverpool's players were all over the world. Um, And the fact that they had to be the aggressive side in the game, Liverpool didn't really need to be. But in terms of you know, the display, it was, the decision-making was awful, very little in terms of proper chance creation, the passing was awful. There were just so many things wrong about that performance. There were, and and there are mitigating factors, you know, what Sturridge's first league start for 10 months, I think, Adam Lallana's first league start since he played for Southampton. It was, you know, it was a long, you know, he's been out for a long time and, and I, I don't, I'm not, I, I can't get my head around why Klopp's playing him in the front three because I don't think he's ever really worked in the front three. And when you then make the Liverpool team where the front three is at its most effective because of the speed to put somebody who doesn't have speed at the best of times uh, and then has been out for so long in that front three seemed bonkers to me, especially alongside Sturridge, who, who has definitely lost his speed. He's got a lot more to his game that is you know worth talking about and worth celebrating but he's not as quick as he was anymore and you can see it every time that looks like there's a break on and he just doesn't have it in his legs so you know they are things that are in there and then the fact that the three of them haven't really played together before it it doesn't help 
So the performance was 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 stodgy at best because it just felt like no one was really no one was really up to speed. Everyone, it was almost like that was a game to let them get up to speed against a, a side who we felt like we probably beat even with that many changes into the you know the front three. Um, and then of course you're not helped by Henderson, you know, losing Henderson at half time, all of the things that come into that. So so there are mitigating factors, but. It was also quite a poor performance, and, and as you say, I think that the thing that bothered me the most wasn't the fact that it wasn't a great performance because of all those mitigating circumstances. It was the fact that the decision making was so poor. But even when Firmino came on, who doesn't, you know, yeah, okay, he's got the excuse of the international break, but his decision making was all over the show. He looked dreadful, mm. and he, he, for me personally, is the biggest concern so far this season because he doesn't seem to be. And uh, you know, the goal against PSG obviously was brilliant; everyone celebrated it, but he hasn't been at his best since the start of the season, as if the World Cup has been really, you know, really draining for him, even though he didn't play, maybe emotionally draining as much as anything else. Um, and so uh, that he's the one that I'm most concerned about. And I think when he starts to click again, we'll see the whole front three start to click again. Yeah, he's our most important player for, yeah. for going forward. I think everything good we do comes from his his movements, dictated to the movements of the other two players he's with all the time. And if he makes it, even if it's a, a move away from the ball, it no matter what he does, affects their defence because everybody knows that now. Everyone realises that Salah is probably our best player, but I'd say Firmino's probably our most influential. I, yeah. I'd, I'd decided <clears throat> a few games ago that maybe teams were um, had realised that if you stop Firmino, you stop they Liverpool. Are targeting him, and yeah. I think I, I think there is there is an aspect of that, but I do think that Adam is right. Is that 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 he, he well certainly the other day he was really he, he was everything he he did pretty much. Well, it was near. It was a case of nearly, which I suppose nearly it might as well be a million miles away if you, when you're playing the final, you're playing the final ball, or you know you're trying to shoot. That's the hardest thing to do on the on, on the field, isn't it? That final ball. So sometimes if it doesn't come off by a you know a centimeter, it looks awful. And I think Lalana suffered from that as well a bit. I think really the difference the difference between Lalana and and, and even Sturridge actually, uh, you know, I know Sturridge has lost his pace, but he looks he looks strong this season. Whereas I thought Lalana, you know, it's his first game back, but he just he looked really weak, um, and uh, as well as you know, he's never been he's never been quick. Um, I thought that that there was really, I mean, I guess if you're talking areas of the field, the midfield as as you know as we've sort of as everyone's kind of said this season, there's there's definitely some creativity missing. Uh, it, it's a workman-like midfield. Whoever whoever we're kind of playing in there, um, and the front three isn't really clicking. Um, I thought having Shakiri in in the midfield was 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 the one sort of spark really. And I thought that obviously him his his ball for Salah and the, and the finish was the one moment of quality in the game. Um, I suppose that's why I was kind of in terms of decision making the 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 the, the decision of of the lineup really of of of, of moving. What I think has been the one really quality um, part of our of the formation has been has been the two centre halves and the goalkeeper. So kind of breaking that up, even though I understand why it was done, meant that that one part, which has actually not just in a defensive way, having Gomez playing, you know, Gomez playing as he did at Stamford Bridge, starting moves, and you know, uh, I know he played the pass actually to Shakiri to set up the goal against Huddersfield, but. It just it it did feel a bit like you've sort of chopped the legs off the 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 one real quality part of the team by um by shunting Gomez out and um taking Trent out of the team who hasn't been in the best of form but is you know a, 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 a an attacking threat and gets up and down all day, um so yeah there the, there was the the bits of the the bits of decision making were as they have been really I guess and 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 to be expected um. Uh, and and I thought that was the same from from pretty much everybody after we scored, um, and and yeah, it was just lumpy. And it was. Stat, the, sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I was going to say, I seen the stat that it said we it was our most misplaced passes for however long. Eleven. Yeah. One hundred and eleven misplaced passes, something like that, which is it sounds absolutely bananas for the team of our quality, but it probably shows that the players we brought in. You put Lalan in for his first start, and however long it may be, Shakiri starting, Fabino come on, <clears> Firmino come on. Firmino's never really been a substitute as no, a starter. No. So you bring him plays into a game, and again, you, I know it's only Huddersfield, Huddersfield away. Fabino must have been thinking, what is this? He's never played against that Huddersfield away, has he before? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. In that French league, that it's a, <clears throat> it's not the it's it's a difficult game in a lot of ways that are not 
what you'd expect to be a difficult game to have five kickoff as well stuff like that just just odd things that that do make it harder i think i need to flag as well because it can get lost when you're just talking about one team which is often the case but we have to dissect it in that way that huddersfield were excellent in everything but putting the ball Mm -hmm. in the back of the net they were exceptional they worked tirelessly they were faster to everything they had more purpose in their play they were organized they they knew exactly what they were about and i thought liverpool were quite passive and it will in in facing such an aggressive side liverpool's passiveness became more of an issue because huddersfield just never stopped you know you you do think sides like them that don't have you know, decisive quality in their team, they will get to a point where they tire. And actually, they were just encouraged by by Liverpool being passive. But Andy, um, going back to decision making, did you feel the the counter attacks that was where probably Liverpool let themselves down most? Because these difficult games, when you are getting the opportunity to break and you're you know in really really good positions, positions that Liverpool last season thrived in being in it, it could have looked a lot easier at the end had they put some of those chances away yeah <clears throat> i mean I, I, I find it funny despite us like picking out everything that was wrong with the performance if yeah. the, the, we, we managed to get huddersfield in the position where we wanted them mm, a couple mm. of times and the, the, as you said we've also the decision making was off so we, could we really have been that bad yeah you know a couple of situations there if, if the right passes on it's not even like a hard or difficult pass it's like basic errors yeah. or poor decision making yeah. You, you come away and you're two and three, all right, you haven't played well, but it's much more palatable. And you've said to yourself, Huddersfield played really, really well. And 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 we dug it out. And I think it's just, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. I, think, I, 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 I mean, Jürgen's always big on rhythm, isn't he? And we just seem to lack a little bit of rhythm in key areas. But I don't know. I think that'll come. I think that'll come. I, I, I take uh, one thing I'll say as well to talk about, you know, teams trying to, and uh, maybe, maybe this reflects in the line of people targeting Firmino. Well, then that's up to the rest of the team to cover for that. Because if you're put more resources into stopping Firmino, then by proxy, you're creating more leaving gaps. Yeah. Space on the sides. And, and it's up to, uh, <laughs> it's up to Liverpool to take advantage of that. And to be fair to this, Liverpool sides, and I'll, <clears throat> and I'll pat it again. The Liverpool side that started last year was completely different to one that ended it. And I think you'll see that this, this year as well. Mm-hmm. And one thing this Liverpool side does do is learn. It's not soft. It's very, it always very, gets better as it, well. It gets better and it's yeah. intelligent decision-making. Speaking of improving, and he was only just mentioned in the dispatches there, and in a difficult circumstance, I thought Fabinho was actually all right when he came yeah. on. I thought, yeah, I, thought yeah. he looked, I thought he looked pretty good when he came on. Yeah. And you can see what he brings. There was an instance on the near the right-hand side touchline where he picked up the ball and motored past two or three of them and carried that ball in position. I think that's what it, that's what we've been missing, someone who, who's been carrying the ball. Driver, the, yeah. Another thing we've been missing that he brought is somebody um, went past him and he either kicked them or just pulled their shirt. Just out. <laughs> yeah. Which is, the, you know, the, the, it's one thing which we definitely, have, have, a lot many people have said, which is true, is that we're too nice. So that sort of thing, you know, more of that sort of thing. I, 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 I think you've, <clears throat> with that, sorry, excuse me. <clears throat> I think you missed the value of Oxlade Chamberlain, mm. and I think I, I, it, and it's all very well, well and good saying, "Oh, the front three aren't firing," but we we haven't we haven't carried that threat from as good as Milner's been. We haven't carried that threat, and you know yourself, there's nothing worse than a team when when someone's running at you. Yeah. I mean, you hark back to the likes of McManaman. If you're trying to pull defenses out of position, it's all very well and good having having a front three moving moving horizontally, but if you've got someone running at them as well, and like. Where am I going? What am I doing? Who's picking who up? How many times last year did we walk the ball in the net because like heads were kettled everywhere? It's the, it's the fourth man running from yeah. a midfield, isn't it? Which I think everyone thought Kaito was going to be and probably still will be when he actually finally clicks into a bit of form. He's just having a little... I think, listen, he's struggling to... not. Well, he's not even really struggling, but he's just not getting his best out because he's come to a difficult league and you're not going to get it all your own way. When, it does, when he does realise and he does find the way that works for him, he'll be the one, I think, that does break that line. And when... That fourth man running into that front three is what causes it's like dropping hand grenades all over the show because mm. who's picking them up? I've got to step out here, and the second one of you takes away from oh my god, from, from being a yard away from Fabinho, from sorry, Firmino. 
and you move, so then someone else moves. Before you know what, Salah's got two yards of space and it's a goal. Mm-hmm. When that does finally start happening, you'll, you, I think you'll, I'm confident you'll see it happening over and over again because it, 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 it'll be muscle memory. Once they know, once they start doing it, they know how to do it all day. So, the, uh, so it just leads back to exactly what the, what the managers actually said. But, but up until last season, he, he, he's, I think he said that you know I always felt that Liverpool had to play brilliantly to win. Yeah. That's an excuse, what we're yeah, doing yeah. at the minute, by the way. But the fact that we can do this and it, it's now within us, despite not having yeah. the, what exactly what you're saying, the, the manic energy going forward, the pulling defenders out of position, we're doing just enough. Yeah. I'll take a, I'll take one nil wins all, all the way through the winter. That's hugely important psychologically for them to be able to know that they can do it because that was the issue last season and the season before. They had that self-fulfilling prophecy in defence where they just didn't believe that unless they scored... You know, three or four that yeah. they were even that they were ever safe. Um, we spoke about you know the the bad parts of the performance, but there were glimpses of really good things and and positive things to pick out. And one of the main attractions for me being sat there on on the halfway line was the combination play between Mohamed Salah and and Daniel Sturridge, which was just almost almost there. It, it always almost, almost clicked, but it was really good. I mean, the ball Daniel Sturridge plays for Salah is probably, you know, the ball of the match and unfortunate that it, it doesn't end in a goal. Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, we do, we were talking about this, that literally as it was going, oh, Daniel's having a quiet one. Daniel, oh, look hey, at that, yeah, yeah. Look at that. And that's what he, and that's what he brings. Um, I, I thought it was Salah's most positive uh, performance for Liverpool for, for in the like, well, maybe for a, a couple of months. I mean, he gets his goal, great finish by the way, underrated. Maybe should have had the second. And yet, I, I think that I think hits it with his right, doesn't he? Yeah, I yeah. Think, which kind of catches early with his right, and the goalkeeper's not expecting it's it. It's a really good finish. Lozel's awful anyway, like, but no, it's a good point. No, he, he catches him unawares, and it, I think. With storage, you need it's expected. It's what you'd expect them from him, you know. As Adam quite rightly said, he's not got the legs. He's not going to. He's not going to burst through the line and do something mad. But he still has that contribution where he's got a maturity and also an intelligence about him now. And also, the one thing that's been underrated about him is his vision. He's got a picture of the game in his head. Yeah. I mean, you, you look at some of the goals, and it kind of got lost because he was scoring every game anyway. But the amount of goals he put on a plate for the likes of Suarez a couple of seasons ago, he's always had that. And I think finding a role for him in this team can only be can only be positive, especially when the likes of Firmino's not 100% fit or someone else isn't firing. He's like, he can have a quiet, quiet game and then break it open in in, in half a second, yeah. mm. as we nearly saw. He's a bit stuttered. He's got it's not just the mm. connection play. He's, he's getting better as he's got older with connecting with other players. Because in, in the past, and even with Suarez a little bit, sometimes you'd see him thinking, "Well, I just want to do this. This, this is like my type of thing." He could, but, couldn't he? Could, he could. Well, but he still can. Game, he's like yeah. that goal against Chelsea. Do you know what I mean? It's a goal out of nothing, isn't it? But he's a, if he can connect with Salah, he's, I think he's probably realised now he's matured a lot, and he's he's probably gone to West Brom last year and realised, "Oh my God, this is not where I want to win my career." I don't. Um, what is he? Twenty nine, something like that. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's by no means finished he's just got to adapt his game because he was quick he was and he used that to his advantage as all players should do but now that his body knows that if he goes if he tries to break into a, a full speed sprint he might well pull up you've got to adapt your game and if you can adapt this successfully and make someone like Salah think oh I like playing with him listen if you pick the best kid in the playground to play with don't use popularity by by default isn't it almost and if he can do that which I think he can it's another great option for us to have up front and it's a any option that takes a little bit of pressure off for me, you know, I think for us is absolutely vital. And you know what, you know, when you're in the box as well, the pace matters very little. If you're in the crowd there, and I'll say this, and I've said it before, if you're in the crowd there, your pace matters, matters very, very little. If you've got quick feet, and he has got quick feet, mm. and you've got to finish, he can, if he gets good run of games, he can easily score 10, 15 goals a season, and then, it, and that absolutely then justifies his position. He's definitely more collaborative, and I think the, the word you use there, vision, that, sums him up pretty well because he does beyond having the vision to do something to pick a pass or to to curl it in the top corner he has the confidence in himself that he's able to execute it which i think you know when we talk about missing uh, a dynamic force in midfield or whatever you need somebody then to think i'm going to do something out of the about, ordinary i'm not worried about any of the backups i think i said this last show i was on i'm not worried about any of the the, the backup people so like salah and and um and shakiri especially 
it's it's more the the actual starters where you're sort of saying like oh you're just sort of desperate for them to for them to produce those moments of quality and there was there was there was two probably there was the goal from Salah and there was another turn in the area where he where he's away uh, you know he sort of faint faint drops his shoulder one way and goes the other way. Uh, other than that, I did think it, you know, his touch, it was, it was, it was bouncing off him as, you know, as it does with all, all good players sometimes. But you can see it's not quite there. But there are the, you know, early signs of, you know, green shoots. Hopefully for Salah. Um, if we're talking positives, then I still think that Shakiri has not put a foot wrong for Liverpool. Mm-hmm. I just think he's been, he's been, he's worked a lot harder than than a lot of people thought he was going to. But I just think, you know, every touch you can see what he's trying to do. He, you know, he's had the, the the miss against Chelsea, which is so frustrating. But what, you know, amazing position to, to be in. To, to, it's, he'd done everything right. And I just think that's that's been the story so far. And uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, um, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with, with how he's being with how how he's being brought in bit by bit but uh, you know every time every time he comes on every time he starts I'm just um yeah just thinking it feels what? like Jürgen sort of got him on a leash I love that dog strain yeah, so yeah. when he does finally let him off it'll be yeah. oh my god it's it almost reminds time, me of um like uh, like something that would happen for a national team you know when like Everybody knew how good Owen was, but like the manager for the for England wasn't playing him. But like, there's a clamour around it. So then, by the time they they, they come in, it is like it, they, they 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 explode onto it. And I I really I really can see that happening. Watch he's another one with great attack. vision as well, isn't he? He, he? he fits he fits in with that front three as either a replacement four or in games where you're maybe not defending as much. Uh, the fourth man running into that, he really fits into that because you you can connect with all three of them. Because he knows what they're gonna do, he, they they know what he's gonna do. But also, he's got the skill to do it, and he's he's willing to work hard enough to make it work for us. I I I love my I've always liked him, even yeah. by Munich and yeah. even at Stoke. He's he's the one who I think will probably push us on. And as you say, when he does get finally let off that lead, it'll be like a another level for him to go up. And he's playing well enough as it is. He's an interesting one, Shakiri, and I don't know if you could see on on TV, but he was able to find space all the time and and finding space in a very against a very compact system and a very aggressive system um he wasn't played in all the time and and i think that again comes to the back to the point of liverpool not being uh, dynamic enough when they were in possession um but the other thing is that Shakiri's very good at with what he offers and what he offers is what this liverpool team needs but he still has so much work to do in understanding his off-the-ball requirements. And I think that's why Klopp's always on his case. And again, I don't know if you could tell on TV, but you know, Klopp was often at him telling him, you've got to go and play in between the lines now. Go link up now. You've got to drop now. You're not support. You've got to come back and give support. He was in his ear constantly. But Adam, he does have the ability you know, like we said with Sturridge, where you have to do something different. A game often needs a moment and he can give you that moment. And he also, he believes he can give it to you. He does. And I and I, I believe, I, I think from, from the times it's been picked up that Klopp's been having a go at him, I, I look at Shakiri and I see somebody who's taking it in. You yeah. know, he's not. It's, yeah. it's not like he's got a face on him. He, he wants. He wants to be. He wants to take it. He's, he's that ambitious. He wants to. He's not. He's not resting on his laurels at Liverpool like you see some players do. He wants that. Um. I, you know. I. I'm. 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 I'm into it. I haven't spent as long as he did at Stoke. Yeah. After being a Bayern Munich, you know yeah. what I mean. He, <clears throat> coming up to it at this level, he must be not listening to whoever Mark Hughes, whatever screaming, just get back or just lump or whatever it is. Yeah. But he must be he must be like talking to Aristotle, must not you know what I mean? <laughs> on, 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 the, on the side of the bitch there. So you fucking hell, Kevin Aristotle. Fucking veil slipping. The one thing I have to say about him, which I think you know, the the perception of him is is quite wrong. His attitude is is exceptional, and he's really a very, very, very nice person. Quite popular. And while he backs himself on a football pitch and has, you know, over the course of his career shown himself to be very individualistic or have the ability to be, I think, as we said, when he was linked with, he does have the potential. He He's very good at bringing other people into play if he if he trusts them. And I think we can see that at Liverpool. Um, we get to see him v uh, Serbian, the, 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 like like the him v Serbia in the World Cup. We get to see that Shakiri this week as well. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. But um, Andy, one of the other positives of the game, which I wanted to speak to you about, Go on. Um, we saw Alisson, because of um, Huddersfield, 
determined to press high, being able to stretch the play with his distribution. And again, like we spoke about the, the Salah and Sturridge combination, just the almost, almost. There were so many times he just, you know, almost got it right. But he you could see the ability to not just have to play <clears throat> out from the back all the time. Yeah, you've seen that more and more. Um, I think... It started keeping in, funny enough, that Porter's performance in season, that play away. I thought the distribution was excellent in that game. Uh, I think she's getting more and more relaxed. Um, I, I, just, I just think, I can't think of anything negative to say about him, to be honest. It's just this assurance he's got. But also, I think the other side of it is it's not just his distribution. It's and I'll go back to the way City set up. It's having the outfield team also prepare for that so I'll give you, I'll yeah. give you a prime example Jordan Pickford's distribution is pretty good right that's 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 fair comments and yet when when Allardyce had Everton come to Anfield last year he was put into touch he put ev- I think he put everyone apart from three clearances into touch because that was under instruction because no one no one knew what to do with it and that doesn't come overnight and you look at the evolution with when Pepe Reina was in goal it didn't just happen straight away you work on patterns of play and I think that that's coming coming and also to be fair I think that's maybe why I'm not saying it's any particular. I'm saying that's the reason why he's in, but I think maybe go what Gomez can give you that head of strength is that height, where if he's playing it long into 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 the channels, Gomez is more than likely to win that win that ball in the air. Um, I think you can see more. What I think is thrown with what we haven't really seen, which is a little bit disappointing, is it's how much distance he can get with his arm as well. Mm, mm. Um, I mean, I've, I've watched some videos of him. He can he can clear it. He can he can hit the other area without bouncing with a throw. Do you know what I think? Which is those, it often mad. it often is the fact that when he gets the ball to feet, it's not often through making a save or breaking an attack down. It's mm. it's a pass from one of our other yeah. players. You know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah, if, yeah. if he if he comes out and collects a ball, yeah, that that'll sometimes happen. But how many off? Opportunities actually had to do that. I don't, I don't think I'm aware that many. Exactly, yeah. Um, <laughs> just a corner or something. Just quickly on on Shakiri, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why Klopp likes him. The one thing he does, which is integral to this side, I think Vinaldum does it very well. He can turn, yeah, in an yeah. instant either side as well. And when you attack the way Liverpool attack and you're trying to pull people out of position, that was so important. And it, it happened for the goal. Mm. It all he actually out. references it, references it himself, Shakiri, oh, talking okay. about his turn. Yeah, well, there you go. See, um, but no, I think with it, I think it, not much. So other than that, I think you're right. I think it's it's kid in a sweet shop for him. And I think I don't think, I don't think it's for a lack of effort. I think it's actually over enthusiasm mm. when he wants to do everything. When he wants to do everything, like like a, a younger Steven Gerrard just wants to be everywhere and affecting everything. When you know, if you're a little bit more disciplined, you know, and that's when you, you see the best of them. The amount of times that second half, and we, we've referenced it when we were watching the game, when it was Shakira picking up the ball 20 yards from his own goal, yeah, 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 and yeah. that's that's new to him. That, that that's got to be new to him. That that that, that isn't something that, it, that he's used to, so it's going to take time. To he get said to that over the weekend, he said that, that it's not a position he's used to playing, but I've seen a lot more of the ball, so even he's taking the he positives out of it. The thing you can say about that as well, with Lana being in a front three, you could you could quite easily. Switch Lallana into the midfield and put Shakiri off into the into the front three for. Well, you could do it all game if you wanted, but it's a good little switch to make if you want to do twenty minutes where you just shake it up a little bit, mm. get a little bit more pace going forward. Shakiri now can play. Listen, he's probably played more positions for Liverpool than he's played all throughout his whole career, yeah. and he's enjoying. He's, he's really he's really enjoying learning to do that type of stuff. Imagine what he's going to be like by the end of the season when he's he's fighting to get into the team for European Cup finals and whatnot. He's going to be on fire. He'll be thinking. I mean, we said this. We said this over the summer. I keep. I'm sorry again for those listeners. Why do you keep saying we said this before? He'll be thinking he can make himself a, a, a permanent fixture in this eleven. He's 100%, like, yeah. Um, and more power to him. He's not just come here to make up the numbers, and he's got an opportunity now, maybe because we're not on fire at the minute, to affect that and get himself in the in the manager's thoughts. Where and it's different now because for the first time in seasons since maybe the, 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 the Rafa's uh, 2007 2008. There's not necessarily a starting eleven. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas, like the, the gap between the, the the eleven on the pitch and the benches, the drop offs massive. There's not. So it's, it's more like a, a homogenous group of maybe 14, 15, and sixteen, where maybe apart from the goalkeeper and Virgil Van Dijk, and maybe you know if if Salah's fit, he automatically starts. Every other position in that pitch is up for grabs. Mm. And he'll be thinking he can get in. Speaking of positions being up for grabs, Genie Wijnaldum. Best midfielder for Liverpool this season. Nah, I don't think anyone was thinking that, you know, during pre-season with all the investment into that area of the pitch and, and all the players Liverpool already had. In fact, you know, there were rumours um, about him being linked away because people assume that 
he'd want to go elsewhere to play regularly because he wasn't going to do it at Liverpool. He comes on Kev and he makes the difference again. He's exceptional. He was like a step up in quality, wasn't he? Because he, he he's just taken his form throughout the whole season and even as a disjointed game and put, being put into a disjointed team, just at the class above and the sign of a good player is always the the second they have on the ball and as you referenced before Mel, they were all over us they were, they were right into snapping into every tackle they were really putting pressure on us but why not just seem to glide through the game like he, like he so often does really his passing is excellent and now that he's got a little bit more I don't know I'm not sure what it is because I don't think he wasn't working hard before I'm not sure what the, the next level up that he's got I think it's more responsibility. Yeah, yeah, maybe that is what it is actually, yeah, because he's really reveling in it. So he's becoming a fulcrum of the team. Every, quite a lot of what we do well goes through him at the moment, doesn't it? So every listen, I, I love him anyway, I always have done. But the likes of Saturday must just he must be thinking now, like bouncing into Melbourne today, and he's like, Yeah, I, I was the difference maker it coming felt as if, um, It felt as if it, that a little bit that he's it, it, he's one of those players that He's a good substitute because he watches the game really well. And the first thing that happened was telling was that he was fouled and it should actually have been a booking. He scraped, he gets his Achilles scraped, doesn't he, by the by the Huddersfield lad. And I think that um, the referee, which is another thing that made me think it's a little bit like an FA Cup game against the lower league team, is that the referee was was just letting them letting them kick us and we were being too quiet about it. And Wijnaldum demonstrates that he's being fouled really well. His body shape. He's very he's very demonstrative of Wijnaldum. You can kind of see which position in midfield he's playing by kind of what he's doing. So when he's doing that sort of spreading himself to protect the ball in a very sort of showy way, look that you know he's fouling me. Um that that's something that I think he he would have would have seen from the sidelines during the first half and thought that we, we need to be whatever it is. Game not, intelligence. Not, it's not even that we need to be moaning to the referee because that's like my simplistic way of looking at it as a fan. I, even though I think that's true, we do need to probably talk to the referee a little bit more to say, stick up, you know, we need to stick up for each other and everybody needs to be saying when, when we're fouled in these sorts of games. But when Alden doesn't even do that, he just shows clearly that he is being fouled yeah. and then afterwards we can talk to the referee. So it is that game intelligence. Um, and I thought that, I think, I think that, um, even though I've sort of said after we scored, I thought we were poor. I think from half time until maybe seventy five, the the influence of Wijnaldum you could see you could you could you could see that he had taken us up a, a, a gear. Amelia, just on that point about people who excelled in the game, Joe Gomez, you weren't really happy with him moving uh, out of centre back. But I, I mean, to clarify, I just think it's a real. I, I just think it's a bit of a fudge, um, and I'm all right with it if, as long as we kind of, as long as it, it sort of re- works itself out in the way that I, I I want it to. Because I think that it's a shame because of Gomez, as I think has been our best player at centre half this season, and I think he is not as good as Trent at right back. But he, uh, he but has he, but played been really best. well but he, he, at right back. He has played really well at, at right back. Um, and I think he's I think he was good. I, I, there was there was at times there was times where I thought he came over and, and conceded a free kick um right sort of in front of the D and I thought is that is is he coming over and trying to do what he thinks Lovren should be doing at that point? It, uh, am I and I'm probably it's confirmation bias because I didn't want him there. I wanted to do the centre <laughs> half, but there was moments where I thought, uh, you know, I I I I just I just wouldn't have wouldn't have changed that um that that axis. But yeah, he was fab. Um, he was he was brilliant. Uh, wherever he plays at the moment, he's brilliant. I really hope he can stay fit. And it is him that plays an absolutely brilliant pass, an underrated pass to Shakiri mm-hmm. for Shakiri to set Salah up for the goal. Um, and. As I say, I think we see more of that when he's at centre half. I love the the front foot where he plays, and against confirmation bias. But I think that the allowing Huddersfield to take us down to their level maybe doesn't happen quite so much with with a Gomez there because he sets the, he's been setting the tone for us in these games from centre half by by stamping his authority in possession and out of it. Do you think do you think there's an element of that? Is in, I'm not slagging Deja Lovren enough because I think he's been in the form of his career, but Lovren likes to get involved and have a scrap. I think I'm so. Yeah. No, I think I think he, I think he'll let them he'll let them have the ball and then and then and then hit them. Whereas he, so, he, li- he likes to be last. He not likes to be last ditch, but he he doesn't mind. He loves to throw a tackle in that that sort of his game. Whereas Gomez sort of glides across and arrives. Yeah, he's he, the ball. He, he, front foot as well, but in a, in a in an aggressive, ultra aggressive way, which really works sometimes. But I think it, that Gomez has just been just been 
a combination so, of cool and fast with uh, the, the, the way he's played for us. So if, if they were Dorman Adam, so Lovren would be the one who steams in and lashes you out by your jacket, whereas Joe Gomez would be the one who scores, scores it out quietly and just deals with it before it kicks off. And then takes your beard on. <laughs> well, well that, I, mean, I didn't want to go that far, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? No. He is but, cool. Yeah. Adam, it is important, you know, when we speak about rhythm and, and rotation and, and all that stuff, we, we tend to only think about the attacking players. And, you know, I, I think... Gomez has probably been the standout player thus far for Liverpool off this season. Um, whether he's played at, at centre, I, I prefer him at centre back, but I think he's been excellent at right back. He was my man of the match, mm, joint with with Ronaldo um, on Saturday. But do you think you know, Klopp definitely likes the aggression in in Lovren? Gomez has everything. He doesn't have the aggression. I don't think he actually needs it. That That's not his game. Um, but do you think the manager thinks it's important to have... We've seen him give Matip a chance there at centre-back to get as many minutes in all of them as possible because throughout the season, you're going to get periods. And, you know, I mean, we've seen all of them have injury issues, Matip, Gomez and Lovren. So getting as many of them as sharp as possible, as much as possible, at the heart of defence, I think that's. I think the key thing is the injuries that you've just mentioned. That I think the you know the fact that all of them have got their own little problems that crop up every now and again mean that somebody's going to have to come in uh, maybe cold. So giving them a chance to 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 just be used to the rhythm and be used to playing with each other and things is important. And in in terms of the defence generally. The moment I think I'll I'll believe that we can win the title is the moment we win a game like Saturday without Van Dijk in the side. That's the moment I'll think we, this defence has got it now. They they understand it. I don't think anyone wants to see this <clears throat> Liverpool defence no, without Virgil. I, I agree, but I, I think <laughs> that's the moment that heads will fall off. And that's the moment when if we come through it with, say, Lovren playing alongside Gomez instead of Van Dijk, that, and, and we, we cope and we survive and we survive the onslaught for the last five, ten minutes or whatever... And we win one nil. That's the moment I think I will think, yeah, we've got this. We've got the ability to do this now. Because I think, you know, when we when you were talking about Alisson before, I think the, the two things that Alisson and Van Dyke bring to the side are the ability to make a mistake and look like they don't give a shit. Mm. And that, that is just so key because I, I think anybody, people, you know, Adam used the phrase confirmation bias before. Anybody slagging off anything Lovren's done recently, it, it's just pure confirmation bias mm. because pretty much since that loss to Tottenham, he's been brilliant. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's been a you know really, really excellent at what he's been doing. Um, and, but one thing he does do is if, if he makes a mistake, another one follows pretty quickly because he doesn't have the ability to just shrug it off whereas that's exactly what Van Dijk does he, he just has that look he has that amazing when he's been next to Van Dijk which I suppose is your point yes it? Yeah, Van exactly. Dijk's brought that air of calm that coolness and calm and Alisson's the same because yeah. you know he, he he's not been flawless he has done things obviously yeah, when we yeah. know the Leicester one the, the, the thing with the, the that Leicester goal that was absolutely key wasn't the mistake it was that about a minute and a half later, he played another pass that could easily have been cut out because he had the balls to do it and to say, I'm not bothered that I made that error. And that's what this Liverpool team needs in the in the defensive lineup. And it's what Van Dijk offers, which is why I say when Van Dijk's not there, that's when I'm interested to see how they react, I, as much as I don't want to see it. I wonder whether, um, just on, on, a, on a slightly related point, with what we have seen is... Lovren, Lovren's always liked a two or three week layoff and you know he has been injured but sometimes he's just been ill and mm. it's been a little bit like I wonder whether I'm, I'm wondering whether now he's got serious pressure on his position whether we'll see less of these mm. one one game layoffs from Lovren and, and you know that can only be a positive thing. Jurgen Klopp says 23 points is a brilliant base. I think we all agree with him. This has been the free show on the Anfield Wrap in association with Red's Bet. Thanks for listening. Thanks for contributing. Sports Social Podcast Network.